to making business profitable with EGS. What is EGS? It's EBITDA Growth Systems. What is EBITDA? EBITDA is earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Why is EBITDA important? Because it tells you how much your business is worth. This podcast is brought to you by EBITDA Growth Systems, where we guarantee to double your profits within three years or give you your money back. So today, Dave, we're going to talk about COVID. But before we get started uh, in our formal presentation, I want to ask you, how was your Thanksgiving, man? It was good. It was good. I, uh, My wife, I've been blessed with a wife that can cook like nobody's business. Of course, a lot of families uh, weren't able to get together this Thanksgiving and, and just enjoy enjoy each other. And there, there are some that, that did, right? But yeah, uh, yeah. it's... Uh, I, I deep fried a turkey, man. I got that smoker and all the good stuff. But all my kids, they wanted me to deep fry the turkey and not and not smoke it. Very nice. Well, Carolyn and I are a little different. We had the girls weren't home. Uh, Jazz and baby who lives in Chicago is just really not willing to travel because of COVID. And then the little astronaut, they won't let her go there. She's under quarantine. So um, Carolyn and I went and got turkey dinner at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> And, got uh, the got the got the barrel. It was amazing. They they did a really good job. What did you get? What did you get a cracker barrel? Same thing you had. I had turkey dressing, gravy, uh, candy yams, uh, macaroni and cheese, and way too much food. And it was it was amazing. Oh, Wendy makes a sweet potato casserole with like brown sugar and whatever goodness on yeah, top of that. Yeah, and yeah. just all the things. I think I. Became diabetic about halfway through my meal, yeah. and then uh, we have a real estate agent that gave. She still gives us pies. We bought a house from her three years ago, and she still gets us pies every year. I, just amazing. Very nice. Shout out to Christine Cavalier. She's awesome. But this was a strange. Uh, it, this was a strange Thanksgiving. I mean, COVID has really turned everything on its head, and uh, you know there are a lot of people that I know um, who like to go out. To various restaurants for Thanksgiving. I, you know, I didn't know that was a thing, but these restaurants aren't in business anymore. Yeah, one of our favorite places around here, Village Tavern. They've been in business for 30 years. Tried to make a reservation and go there a couple weeks ago, and uh, they just had a note thanking all their thanking all their patrons, and they're closing up after 30 years because they just couldn't handle what's going on in the economy. It's, it's just amazing. It's decimated so many restaurants in the area. That, that, I think that might be the hardest hit industry. I mean, I think the airlines and the travel industry were also hard hit, but uh, those tend to be larger businesses, you know? I mean, it's the restaurants are small mom and pop, family owned, the best ones anyway. And, uh, and, and, and many of them just aren't gonna make it or haven't made it through this COVID. Yeah, it's it's been really, it's been a pain. It's been a real pain. It's been painful to watch um, those area businesses really kind of turn away down. And at the same time, we have we have several clients that are just doing awesome in this time. Yeah, well, I mean, there are companies that are able to exist and or grow in the midst of this this COVID virus. And I guess it really depends on what industry you're in. But um, you know. You know what? 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 What do you do as a business owner, though? 
um, when you encounter COVID. I mean, we have a client that's a construction client and they do uh, high-end construction and uh, their sales guy contracted COVID. And so they had to do the contact tracing or whatever it's called and you and I were in that path. And so we had to go get, you know, our COVID test and we had to quarantine and it's, you know, to get caught up in it. Oh, I was uh, talking to one of the manufacturers we work with and they actually, they actually, first thing to do when someone tests positive is they grab that person, they don't grab them because you don't want to be within 16 or six feet for yeah. 15 minutes, yeah. but they, they interview that person over the phone or, or Zoom. And uh, they ask them, you know, who did you come in contact with? They do sure. a very thorough interview. Yes. And then they go back to up to a week and look at all the videos to see who was within six feet of that person for 15 minutes or more. They contact those people and they have had up to 25 people quarantined at one time in their, in their company. It's just extremely painful. Yes, and imagine the financial impact then on, on a company that's going to be that uh, diligent. Oh, and even if even if your business is great, if you can't produce parts or produce a product, sure, sure. you can't ship and your revenue is dropping, and then customers are screaming for parts. But And at the end of the day, a lot of customers don't understand a, a late delivery. Yeah, yeah. No, not, uh, yeah, that's, uh, so that's what you do when someone, that's one thing that you can do is is that kind of due diligence in terms of contract, contact tracing and going back that far, looking at videos. Um, do you think this, the, the average small and medium sized company though can be that thorough? I, I, one of the reasons I wanted to chat about this is because I think a lot of people don't know what to do. I, I think, uh, a small to medium business, I think the first thing they do is they panic for a second. Yeah. I'll know we have somebody with COVID who they come in contact with. And then you talk, well, I can't shut down the whole company. What do I do? Yeah, I think that's it, right? You know, how long should you wait to address it when you hear that uh, possibly one of your employees has COVID? No, you got to address it immediately. As soon as you know, you have to talk to that person, find out who's been in a room with them, at least within the last 48 hours. Yes. And get those people tested immediately. Yeah. I, that's what I think. I, it's almost a, a disregard for profitability at that point. I mean, you... You, know, you have to take health and safety and make it a priority. Mm-hmm. I mean, without health and safety, you don't have production, you don't have product, you don't have profit, you don't have anything. So health and safety always is number one, right? I think it is. And I think the way that looks is uh, you know, I'm working for a firm and I find out that one or two people in my firm has contracted COVID and no one in the company told me. And now I'm not feeling very good about this company anymore. And I'm, I'm a flight risk. Yeah, because you don't feel like they care, take care of you or they don't care about you at that point. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think the, the first thing you want to do is identify the problem. I think then you need to drill into the problem um, with that person that tested positive, find out who they came in contact with, take those people. Now, what I've heard, I'm not the CDC, but what I've heard as far as guidance, if somebody's within six feet of you for more than 50, for 15 minutes or more, they're specifically at risk. So even that's- if even, uh, even if they have a mask? Yes. Good. Well, I mean, I've heard study, I've heard and I've read studies that say COVID is airborne for a certain amount of time. So you're breathing that person's air for up to, up to 15 minutes. Inside of 15 minutes, it kind of ebbs and flows from what I understand. But that 15 minute barrier is, is critical. Yeah. And, and from there, 
you, you move forward and, and you test people and if people test positive, then you go another layer. If those people test positive, you go another layer. Hopefully those people test negative and you get to move forward with your business. Well, so how long do you quarantine someone who tests positive? Um, I read something on the CDC today to say you have to quarantine for 10 days. Um, that's recommended by uh, multiple HR solution companies, uh, PEOs um, in the CDC. They're saying if you've been, if you have a direct exposure, um, you need to quarantine for up to 10 days, which, yeah. which is, it's stiff, but. Well, it was interesting today. We had one of our clients uh, reach out to us and, you know, I said, we got someone who has been in proximity to someone with COVID and so I need to quarantine them. Um, you know, how long do, do I have to pay for this and should I pay for this? And I mean, you know, these are issues that are, that are difficult, but. The guidance from the CDC is one thing, but guidance from OSHA, I think OSHA is a policing organization, so they can fine you and whatnot. So, well, not only that, I mean, we uh, we have another client in Indiana that had uh, had one of their people test positive, and uh, we believe they had. I think it's in it's. I don't know if it's law or what it is right now, but you need to pay that person up to eighty hours of PTO uh, of just related to COVID, you have to pay them. You, they don't, they take 10 days off, but you have to pay them for those 10 days. You're liable to pay them. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. And that's, that's specific, that's governmental guidance to do that. Yeah, I wonder, yeah. It's definitely something that you wanna, if you have access to a legal counsel um, from an HR compliance standpoint, it's a good thing to reference that because uh, I don't, I, at this point, it's not if, it's when someone on your team, assuming that you're a business that's uh, able to exist in the midst of this COVID, it's only a matter of time before someone or some some people on your team um, get COVID and you're going to have to deal with, you know, how long are you going to quarantine them and are you going right. to pay them? Right. I, I think uh, with CDC guidelines, um, the one client I'm talking about, uh, they reached out to their PEO and their legal team, and their legal team says you need to pay those, and you can't make them take their own P PTO. So you need to pay that person for two weeks. Um, it's one of those things tied to, kind of to the PPP or, or whatever that arm of business is, that, that guidance is there. Sure. Um, and if you want to go against that, definitely seek legal counsel to make sure you're not liable. But if your employees are important to you and they can tra contract COVID, um, it's it's wise to take care of your employees so they can come back and take care of you, right? Yeah, so, you know, as, as an attorney, when I kind of work myself through that and I ask my question, myself the question, well, what happens if I don't address it? What happens if I have one or two people on my team in my company who contract COVID and, and I say, if you don't come to work, you don't get paid and uh, this too shall pass, don't worry about it, it's not a big deal. And so they come and they become a super spreader. And uh, so I have 10 or 15 people in my company. And then the worst case scenario, someone actually dies from it. Um, uh, it doesn't take me two minutes to see the legal liability there. Negligence, mm -hmm. it's just gross negligence. Yeah. Everybody knows what a big hot topic this is. You have to address it, you have to address it head on with your people because yes. your people matter. Without, without people, business don't. Business doesn't happen, right? Yes, I mean, I think best case scenario, you have a, a civil case for negligence. Worst case scenario, you have a criminal case. 
for, for manslaughter or something like that? I think it's just something you avoid. But it, if if you're one of the fortunate ones as a company that doesn't have anybody who's con- contracted COVID at this point and and you're being very diligent about this, what, uh, what Mike and I will advise you to do is, you know, people talk about masks and I appreciate the mask talk and everything else, but it's like we slowed down talking about washing your hands. Yes. And I don't know why, because people rub their eyes, they, they rub their nose, they, they pick their teeth, they put their finger in the air, whatever. Sure. You gotta have clean hands. Um, I was talking to uh, a retired senior VP of UPS today and he said, you know, I wear gloves. I take disposable gloves and I put a pair of gloves on and I wear them like if I go to the airport, I wear them and then I throw them away and put a new pair on um, because you can't just re-sanitize and reuse, right? Sure, sure. So he's actually doing, take it to the next level, but he travels, he still has to travel a lot. So he does, because he does some different consulting and whatnot now, but uh, the washing your hands, wearing a mask. He said even wearing sunglasses. He, he said because you're protecting your eyes. You're yeah, protecting. You can't rub your eyes. Right. Them. So he, how can you be too careful? But I think as a business owner, talking, really preaching to wash your hands, make sure you don't rub your eyes, make sure you wear your mask. I mean, it's more than just you out there, right? And I'm not being. I don't want to be an alarmist, but if you can be more careful and you can contribute to the health of others, why wouldn't you want to do that? Well, again, um, with my legal head on, um, you can pay me now or pay me later, right? I mean, you can not do the things that you should be doing on the front end, although they are painful and they're expensive and they're a hassle. You can pass on all that and then have the hassle on the back end, which is going to be expensive and painful, uh, probably more expensive, probably more painful, and also uh, associated with, you know, you're not caring for your employees. So I, I'm with you 100% there today. I, I think education, I, oftentimes people think education happens once and it's done. Um, and I can't tell you in, in my life how many times I've gone back to another book. You know, Vern Harner's Scaling Up, great book. I've referenced that book a hundred times. Stephen Covey's um, Seven Habits for Highly Successful People, reference that book all the time. I, I and, and when I want to go back and dig into that, like uh, lawyers, they reference the law code all the time. They go back and they look at statutes and everything. Why wouldn't we educate, re-educate, re-educate, re-educate on cleanliness, being sanitary, and taking care of yourself and keeping yourself at low risk? So I personally am going to urge urge the business owner to continually keep that in front of the employees, top of mind. So, sure, sure. so they we can make sure they're at work tomorrow and they're okay and their families are okay. Yes, and so uh, again, the legal side of that is if you can prove that you've been very diligent about communicating a policy, how we handle things around here, and you have proof that you've trained, you have proof that you follow those best practices, and somebody is rogue, someone's a maverick, they step out of line, and they uh, contract the disease. Now you have a way to protect yourself because you can say, hey, you know, these are our best practices and they just didn't follow our best practices, so. Yeah, I, I just, like I said, I'm not an alarmist. In fact, I'm almost anything but that. But when it comes to the health and safety um, of employees and people and loved ones, I, I put that at the very top of the list. Um, our heart, Mike and my heart breaks for companies that have been destroyed by COVID. Um, 
you know, we, we wish them well in future endeavors and hopefully they're able to start something else and, and get it back. Um, we look forward to this coming to fruition and getting through this COVID season and the companies that are out there. We just, we want to help you make sure you're thinking about the right stuff and understanding when you have a positive uh, test in on one of your teammates, or if you haven't, different things to keep in front of your employees to keep them safe and healthy and keep their family safe and healthy, especially coming up on, on Christmas. They're saying it's going to be another pop at Christmas. Sure. And, uh, and hospitals are getting full. How do I know this? My daughter's a nurse, and she's a surgical nurse, and they pulled her out of the surgical area, and they put her on a floor for COVID. So 100% of her patients every night she works are all COVID because it's too full. So she has to be there all the time. My son-in-law, he's a police officer and good days for speeding because he doesn't pull people over unless he absolutely has to. But uh, they're trying to be very, very cautious because this is real and it's serious. And hey, it it's more than this whole country, political system, this whole thing. It's not about one of us, it's about all of us. And if we can just come together and take care of each other and take care of what's important, I, I think we're going to wind up in good shape. It's going to be a tough season, but we're going to wind up okay. I guarantee it. Right on, Dave. Right on, Mike. We at EBITDA Growth Systems do what we do because we want to impact lives through improving business performance. If you want more information, go to our contact page at www.ebitagrowsystems.com. That's E-B-I-T-D-A growthsystems.com.